Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Hello sisters, brothers, and all non-binary listeners, and welcome to episode 5 of the Sisterhood of Healing podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Kez Siri, and she's a menstrual coach based out of the UK, and she's going to help us learn about our cycles, how to honor our cycles, and really work with changing our perspective on kind of how society has taught us to understand um, and be with ourselves during that time. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone. We are so excited for this episode today. We have Kez Siri on and she is a menstrual cycle coach. So we're super excited to have this conversation as women. We're very interested in menstrual cycles mm-hmm. and kind of stumbled across your social media um, and thought what you did was super interesting. So yeah, very looking for, very much looking forward to having this conversation with you today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Of course. So can you just start by introducing yourself and just telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, yeah, so I'm Kez. Um, I live in the UK, so I live in England, um, in the Midlands. You might be able to tell by my accent. Um, so I'm a lover of all things sort of spiritual and not of this world. Um, but at the same time, I love a bit of science. Um, I'm a psychology graduate. I'm a menstrual cycle coach. And I just can't get enough of reading and learning about how our bodies work, um, like on a physical and energetic level. Um yeah, so I work with women, helping them to reconnect with the menstrual cycle whilst getting curious about parts of their cycle that they love and which parts need a bit extra love. Um, and I love to help women to drop societal conditioning by putting their own physical, spiritual and emotional needs first. Oh, cool. So, so how did you get into being a menstrual coach? Okay, so um, I did my psychology degree and I always wanted to work with people, but I was unsure how. Um, And back then it was um, five years ago and I didn't really know about the coaching world. Um, But I knew I wanted to help people, but not in the sense of I didn't want to be a psychologist, but I just didn't know what I wanted to be. And anytime anybody asked me, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I had no clue. I felt very lost. Um, But then 2020 happened and um, Melanie's self-love lifestyle um, coaching course popped up on my feed. So something just told me that I needed to do that so I did that um and I still was a bit like I don't know what to do and then just little nudges sort of pushed me towards 
menstrual cycle coaching. Um, but yeah, but between that, I was chefing at yoga retreats and like yoga teacher training courses and other events. And I just love that whole world. Like I could just live in that world. And I just feel like the little nudges just pushed me like further into sort of the woman's sort of sphere, I suppose. Yeah. Very cool. And it's important that you listen to those little nudges too. I mm-hmm. think that's, that means you're very connected to your intuition as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of nudges. Um, I actually, um, I went to a yoga retreat and someone just called me to go there and I'd never done nothing like that before, but then like, that was the first step towards everything else. And it just, it just aligns so effortlessly. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> and did you always know, so you said that you're, you're very much into the spirituality and like mm-hmm. women's health and whatnot. Did you always know that you wanted your focus, focus to be on um, the menstrual cycle, women's menstrual health and, and that, or is that something that you fell into as well? So I always knew that I wanted to work with women and I always knew that I wanted to work in the health sort of world, but I just didn't know the connection. I didn't know like how I wanted to work. I actually, many years ago, wanted to go to uni to become um, a dietitian, but at the time, the woman who was interviewing me put me off and was like, my self-doubt got in the way and I didn't do that. So I took a massive detour. Um, But yeah, so all these years later, I knew it was health, women, and like the holistic aspect, which I feel that cycle coaching is very holistic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think... I did always want to, but I didn't know what the label was or the title. So, yeah. So what does a typical coaching session with you look like? Okay. So um, we would get to know what the client already knows. So we talk about the different phases and what you already know about that phase. So you might know that you feel a bit um, irritated, like the week before you bleed. You might know that you feel really relaxed when you're on your period. Um, You might know that your energy rises. So there's certain things that you already know, and it's just sort of me talking with you and sort of finding them things out. Um, And then we would look at the things that you don't really enjoy and like sort of ways to befriend them aspects. I think that's one of the main things with cycle coaching. It's about sort of integrating even the bits that you don't love um, and it doesn't mean that you're going to love everything about your cycle because I feel like that's that's just the dream, isn't it? That's <laughs> probably never going to happen. No. Um, yeah, it's just about, about working with it. Um, so I'll just help guide women to do that, really. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of parts of our cycles. I know there's parts of my cycles where I'm like, why is this happening? Why do I feel like this? And, and mapping that out really does help you, um, I don't know, make peace make peace I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. phrase make peace with your cycle or like yeah work, definitely yeah not resent it not resent it mm-hmm, and like work mm-hmm. better with with your body too yeah yeah um I feel like we have society puts it on us that you're going to feel bad the week before you bleed mm-hmm. you're going to have your bleed and you're not going to enjoy it but it, it doesn't have to be that way like my bleed is a spiritual practice to me and I look forward to it so much mm-hmm. and I know that's like people suffer, suffer like they have pain like there is issues but I feel like society puts puts it on us from a young age that it's going to be bad it's a curse and you shouldn't embrace it but I think that's changing now so I think that's a beautiful thing that you say that yours is a spiritual practice and you look forward to it that's such mm-hmm. a, an incredible mindset to have and I think mm-hmm. it's a really 
great mindset shift for us as women to make because we really do resent this week like oh it's gonna be bad like you said it's called the curse like the it's so true but it really is such a beautiful thing like it allows you to bring forth life Mm -hmm. it like there's so many things that are connected to your cycle and society does make us see it as this terrible thing and it's really not it's it's rejuvenating like you get to like Mm -hmm. rejuvenate your body your mind like your soul like every month so yeah we are totally taught to present it but I think we need to learn to appreciate how beautiful having a cycle is because like you said like that (laughs) helps you bring life into the world and Mm -hmm. uh, I know like there's of course a ton of people who have irregular cycles so to have a regular cycle or even just to experience it irregularly like it's it's something that needs to be appreciated mm-hmm. yeah I know um, a lot of women struggle with pain so I understand that mentality like it's coming and they know it's coming and they know it's not going to be a nice experience but mm-hmm. I think even working with that like working with pain working with the pain and sort of making peace with it in a sense that can help make it less of a challenge yeah mm-hmm. I'm curious um your clients are a lot of them like on birth control not on birth control like in, is there a preference um for like who you would prefer to work with like being not on birth control or on it yeah so some birth control, you still have um, a natural bleed. Most of my clients are not on birth control, but it's not that um you can't do this work if you are. You could cycle with the moon, so it kind of gives you an anchor point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this work, I feel, is about checking in with yourself every day and seeing where you are. And I, I think you can do that at any stage, whether you're bleeding regularly or not. Mm-hmm. But just bearing in mind that if you are on, like, um oral contraception that's um hormone based then your hormones are um sort of they're not gonna flow as they do normally so it's not like a normal bleed so it will be different but you can still work with that in certain ways Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah I've been off of birth control since 2019 and like I'm finally getting more regular now but it's still really different Different, but mm-hmm. I'm noticing the hormones more like as the natural hormones regulate and it's so wild because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like a teenager again <laughs> like <laughs> your skin does my skin does but like even yeah the pain and and but mm-hmm. it yeah it's, it's definitely like reconnecting like there was a point where I realized that I needed to like mentally reconnect with my body mm-hmm. because Absolutely. it had been controlled by medication like oral contraceptives for so long yeah yeah like I was put on birth control at 17 because of pain because I had Mm -hmm. just severe cramping with with my periods and I couldn't function and then I just disconnected with my body like I wasn't able to identify like all those shifts in my hormones because obviously like I didn't have any shifts in my Mm -hmm. hormones and then I went off of it and I started to be able to identify those shifts and then I got pregnant. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I've experienced like a, a good bleed mm-hmm. since I was a teenager. Mm. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to experiencing that again one day. Yeah. I was going to say, you've got all that to come now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it can be very it can be very empowering especially when you start noticing things and you start noticing the patterns and I feel you can just like have more grace and a bit more compassion with yourself because you know it's a cycle and it's going to come back around and that day doesn't define you like you might be having the worst day ever but it's not gonna well hopefully it's not gonna last you know yeah yeah Yeah, when you can identify that it really helps you to cope with like what's going on in your head and how you see the world around you Mm -hmm. and how you you take things in makes such a difference Mm -hmm. I think yeah yeah it can be such Um, a struggle especially um sorry it can be such a struggle especially just before you bleed when that voice comes up and it's like the inner critic and it's pointing out all the flaws and it's really can be very like distracting from life you know but it can also be embraced you can actually you can befriend that and work with it which is so powerful Mm -hmm. so true um so what are some of the benefits if a client decided that they wanted to work with you what are some of the benefits of having a coach um so the ripple effects are huge so you get to reconnect with your body um and this like goes out into the rest of your life so you could be able to set firmer boundaries which creates like eat more easy relationships um your productivity could be sort of increased even though I feel that working with your 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 cycle is not about productivity and it's not about using the cycle to be productive but incorporating it and working with it can make things flow a little bit more easier so in the long run you can be more productive and um, so, yeah, each phase has different sort of joys and shadows. And when you can learn to notice what the joys and the shadows of each phase are, you can embrace them or you can get the tools to work um, with them so that it's not too much of a struggle. Mm. Yeah. And then you can start to integrate them into your life. So things are a bit less um, resistance, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So under like... I, I know exactly what you mean. There's times where like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm comfortable with how my body's feeling at the time. And it definitely does create a lot of that, like mental resistance to how you approach the world or like how you oh, yeah. in the world around you. So yeah, I would, I would definitely, I can definitely um, relate to what you're saying. It definitely does resonate. I feel like society as well, it favours the nicer parts of your cycle. Um, I say that with inverted commas, I think the word is. Um, so like your spring and then your ovulation, like, you know, we need to be out in the world smiling and being happy, but that's not who we are. We're not always smiling. We're not always happy. And the times where we're not feeling that, like we should still be out and we should be happy to go out. Um, I know it's easier said than done because we're totally conditioned to not want to be you know, intro- introspective and feeling a bit lower in energy. But I think that's why this work is so powerful because it helps us sort of embrace all of them aspects, even the less society accepted ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one when society puts on you. <laughs> so how did you discover the connection with yourself and your body? Because we're talking about... um understanding you know your your cycle more so that you can be like you said more productive or know when you need to be more introspective so how did you discover connection with yourself and your body um and what do you do to maintain that connection um so 
I discovered my connection really slowly. So from the age of 14, I'd say about 31, I was disconnected and disassociated from my body because I was using substances at the time to cope with life. I didn't realise at the time. Um, but once I stopped self-medicating, I just naturally pivoted towards practising yoga. Like something just popped in my head to just go on YouTube and Google it and ended up finding yoga with Adrian um, and I just fell in love. Um, and then I started going to the gym. I switched up my eating habits and I just took more care of myself. So looking back now, I feel like these were like me grounding into my body and sort of just settling in. Um, and yeah, my head was pretty much, it was in the clouds for, like I say, from 14 to 31. Um, so it really was a slow process, but it's been five years now. Um, and like, I feel like a different person. Um, so much has changed. Like my boundaries are really strong. I've got dreams for the future. Um, I'm really passionate about stuff. Whereas before I didn't really... There was no connection to sort of real life. Um, so I maintain this connection by tracking daily. Um, I move and I take time each morning to sort of stretch and I journal. But I don't do this perfectly. This isn't every morning, but most mornings I like stretch and I journal and I do um, a bit of meditation. And when I say a bit, I mean literally three minutes. I just, because I'm on my way to work, so I just give myself, I think it works out to about 20 minutes in the morning of just grounding into my body um and I, I asked myself like because even if I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling amazing by the time the afternoon comes I might not be feeling the same way so I sort of check in with myself um throughout the day and I try and listen and honor what my body's asking for so today I had a free day um and I was doing some stuff on my computer but I was it was a, a bit overwhelming and my head was getting cl cloudy and I thought you know what I've I need to save my energy because I'm coming on the podcast so I listened to my body and had a little nap for like half an hour and then I come back and I just feel so much better so I think it's just that I, yeah I honor how I'm feeling I think that's the main way I keep connection with my body yeah it's so important to just slow down and take that time oh, for yeah. yourself so you can actually <laughs> identify how you're feeling and, and be able to work through that Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and our societies I mean between the UK and Canada our societies are just similar in many mm -hmm. ways mm -hmm. and I think that you know they tell us to like keep going keep busy yeah. keep being productive mm -hmm. it doesn't really honor that need to slow down even like you said you took a nap that's so important so many people <laughs> that I work with I know my profession were exhausted mm -hmm. and and like oh, only I could go home and take a nap but I don't have time for that but even just 10 or 15 minutes oh, to honor yeah. that your body needs rest if you're that exhausted. Oh, definitely. I feel like that's like society is linear and society works on 24 seven. You know, you need to get up at eight and you need to be going until bedtime. And that's just not sustainable, especially for us because we're cyclical. We don't, our bodies aren't designed to be 24 seven, go, go, go. Like the male hormones, they're 24 seven, but ours aren't. Yeah. And it's that's <laughs> probably why so many women end up burnt out and it's mainly women that have like chronic fatigue and um other issues that are like similar like fibromyalgia it's mainly women yeah our mom actually has that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. common we really are living in a man's world yeah <laughs> mm, yeah it's changing though there's there's companies i'm not sure about in canada but in the uk um, there's a few companies that are now doing like menstrual leave and 
you know, the bringing these things into the workplace. Yeah, I think it's ASOS. I'm not sure if you have that in Canada. It's like a clothing. I've not heard of it. No, I have not heard of that. That is super interesting. I wonder if maybe some of the more modern and woke startups have that, but like definitely not. I'm a teacher, definitely not in teaching now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah. go to school sick all the time. So. Oh yeah. I know a few teachers and yeah, they struggle a bit. Yeah. Our, our days off are for marking or for mental health. <laughs> yes. So um, how does the mind and body connection affect the menstrual cycle or does it even? Um. So yeah. So I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, like holistically, everything's connected. Um. So the fact that you can just think of a certain thing, get goosebumps and like you experience emotion and you've got like water falling from your eyes. I just feel like it can never be denied. But um, I've got an example. So I hurt my shoulder a while back and I'm a cleaner. So I've never, it wasn't getting any better. Um, and I was, I was stuck in this cycle of pain and I'd have a couple of days off and it'd get better. And then I'd go back to work and it'd get worse. But the stress of thinking about this pain was making it worse because I was getting tense. Um, so I literally I had that pain for about two years and at one point I was like I need to just I can't do this no longer and I just made I made peace with it and I know it sounds so like it sounds daft like I made peace with it but in my head I was like I can't do this I need to just work with it so now it's 90% better than it was and um yeah I, I was at a point before when I thought this is forever like I'm stuck with this pain forever and now like it's gone it's not gone it's like 90% better but um I tell this story because I feel like it relates to menstrual pain you know we can expect that it's going to be bad we can get tense and like stress is inflammatory so it's, I just feel like it's a cycle um so yeah I'm not sure if that answers the question but that's what came to me anyway <laughs> Yeah, it does actually I, I have some questions actually related to that because I think that's pretty remarkable and I think that's such a good life skill to have to make peace with you know some of the things that you maybe can't control especially when it comes to your own body because that's that's really frustrating right because you're like this is happening oh, to yeah. me why can't this happen <laughs> um what were some of the, the strategies you use or like the tools that you use to make peace with that pain so I just consciously consciously thought I'm not going to continue to be sort of controlled by it. And then when I'm cleaning or if I can feel it getting tense, I kind of just stop and like take some breaths and sort of settle back into my body and release the tension. Because when I feel the tension come in, that's when I start, well, it's when I used to start getting worried about it. Then I tense up even more. And before I knew it, I'd be like, oh my God, this is really hurting. So yeah, I just sort of recognize it sort of breathe into it I suppose and don't let it sort of get my attention too much which I know is so easier said than done um, mm -hmm. when you're struggling with pain but my next step of my cycle coaching journey is um, a course that focuses on like pain psychology the nervous system so I don't know yet exactly like the sort of clinical ways to help people but I will have better tools for that um, in January yeah once I've started my, my training We'll have to connect with you again next year. Yeah. <laughs> Learn a little bit more because that's yeah. pretty neat. I'm very excited for that. I feel like it's so needed. The amount of people that I speak to who um, are suffering with pain or um, it's just not, it's not even a joke really. It's kind of crazy. It's very sad and there's no way of 
we're told just that's the way it is mm-hmm. you know it, your period hurts that's it you've got to deal with it but it, it just doesn't have to be that way obviously there is medical conditions mm-hmm. and it's something if you've got pain it needs looking into and it does need addressing but um it's not a given like it's not it's not a given yeah mm-hmm. yeah I learned, I learned a strategy and i don't know if it was from it might have actually been from your instagram page where i learned it where you like breathe into your pain and you like send breath and love down to your pain when you're having cramps i don't know if that was from you that wasn't for me no okay okay. i haven't started sharing that yet because i know it's such a um i don't know what the word is it's such a deep subject and it like stressful it's quite traumatic for people so i haven't delved into that just yet but yeah, that that does work. Yeah. I think that's basically what you've just said. That's how I worked with my shoulder is just to breathe into it and um, yeah, let, release it that way. I wish I learned that skill a long time ago. Um, like I'm a yoga teacher. So mm-hmm. just through my yoga practice, I learned how to send my breath to mm-hmm. a certain area of my body. And now that helps me in so many different situations where I'm feeling pain yeah. in different areas of my body and yeah. yeah it's amazing what we can do for ourselves just with mm-hmm. our mindset and our breath mm-hmm. oh yeah it is fascinating I love it <laughs> mm-hmm. um so what is a if we're looking at like our cycle and, and mm-hmm. the practices we do um what is a menstruality cycle um so a menstruality practice is different for everyone I feel like the base of it is to like commit to showing up for yourself so asking like how do you feel um what do you need what will serve you right now so for me like earlier my head was getting all cloudy and I was like what do I need and I thought a nap just a half an hour nap and it sorted me out um so just asking yourself what boundaries do you need to set um so it's like honoring your menstruation and treating it as not as a spiritual practice this is what I do myself but it's just about recognizing that it's more than just blood like there's more to it um you know the phase can be deep in insights and um actually when you're bleeding you your brain is more in um delta brainwave I think mm-hmm. so the the brainwave that you're in when you're meditating so actually it's like it's very insightful time so I don't know I feel like menstruality practices um it's different for everyone yeah yeah um and it sorry I was gonna say you can actually honor it's it's like you're honoring yourself and the flows of your nature um yeah and you can also use it as well to pick out not use it but um it can facilitate like finding out health problems so it's it's a stress responsive system um, and if you've got symptoms and there's things that keep coming up, it's likely it's like a pinpoint in something. Um, so I, during ovulation, a lot of the time, I suffer with really bad allergies. Um, I, I haven't figured out what that is yet, but if I hadn't been tracking, I would just be thinking that I'm getting allergies on random days. But looking back, I know it's always on my ovulation. Um, so it's something that I can look into because it, it actually estrogen is the hormone that's the highest in ovulation and that can actually trigger histamine but it's like a cycle because histamine can create more estrogen so that's really fun for me (laughs) or not that's so fast I didn't know that yeah yeah wow our bodies are just such incredible Mm -hmm. like the the way that 
Wow. So smart. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, it is amazing. It is amazing. Wow. So what does a healthy menstrual cycle look like? Okay. So um, I know society says it's 28 days, but it's really not. I think, I think it's something like, Seven, I might be wrong with this, but it's around about 17% of women um, actually have a 28-day cycle. So a healthy menstrual cycle is actually between 21 and 35 days long. Um, and the first day starts from the first full day of bleed up until the day before your next bleed. So um, your ovulation, you might feel a twinge. However, if it's really, really intense and it's like a really bad pain and it knocks you off your feet, it's worth seeing your healthcare provider about it. Um, so bleeding is around about three to seven days and you might like get mild discomfort. That's normal. But again, if the pain isn't fixed by painkillers or if it's that severe, again, that knocks you off your feet and you have to have time off work or time off school, then it, that's not normal. Like it's common, but it's really not normal. Um, and it could, well, it's likely suggesting that there's issues that need looking into. Um, but you'll know, ultimately, you'll know what's normal for your body. Um, and if things change from what your normal is, then that's you probably need to keep an eye on it, um, which is why tri uh, cycle tracking is so important. Um, but as well, it's, it's common for like a healthcare practitioner to turn you away if you don't have the data that they need. Mm. So if you go to your doctor or your healthcare provider and you've got three months worth of cycles, they've got something to work on. So you can kind of speed up the process if there is any underlying issues. I think that's really important because there's so many women, I've so many stories, whether it's on social media or just having conversations with people I know about how they've been turned away from mm -hmm. their doctors because yeah. their doctors, like they're coming in and saying like, I've had this pain here or my cycle has been really mm -hmm. heavy for a long time, which is a really common one. Actually, I've talked to a lot of people about yeah. that saying that it's, it's just, like they can't leave the house because it's it's so heavy yeah. and they've been told by their their doctors or practitioners that you know it's just normal and like just kind of deal with it sort of thing which yeah. is really disappointing to hear especially when someone knows that like, you know your body yeah. so yeah. that's I I think that's um when you're suggesting that we track it for at least three months so we have mm -hmm. that data yeah. that's so important for us to understand our bodies and so we can take that that dude's yeah, like, definitely. here, look, like this isn't yeah. just a, a one-off. It's something that's happening. It's a problem. Like, and advocate for yourself. Like, continue to advocate. Yeah. Or like the yeah. alternate solution, quote unquote, is when your doctor just prescribes you with hormonal birth control. Mm -hmm. That's going to solve everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the the first thing I think half the time. Like, it's, it's so sad as well, because that's just a band-aid. Like, I know people have was put on that at the age of like 16 up until the age of 40 who were put on it at 16 for PCOS and then they've just come off it at 40 but like it's just I understand back in the day but now I don't even understand back in the day to be honest with you but I just feel yeah it's very it's a very touchy subject because it's completely flatlining your hormones mm -hmm. and it changes so much um, in your body, taking hormonal birth control. Obviously, it can do good for people as well, mm -hmm. but to use it as a Band-Aid when, you know, even like simple lifestyle fixes can help with whatever the issue is. Not always, obviously, but sometimes. Yeah, I definitely noticed 
Um, so I've been off it for three years now, but mm -hmm. I definitely noticed a difference when I was in my twenties and I went off it for a break. And then mm -hmm. now like my yeah. cycle, boom, went right back to normal in my twenties, both times I went off it. And now it's just a little off and, yeah. and yeah, it's been like that for three years. Like it's consistently a little off. So I guess that's mm -hmm. my new normal, but it really does affect you like the longer you've been on it. And, oh, and, yeah. and I had never had any problems being on it. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's now it's concerning, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you track your cycle now I, that you're now? Yeah, like I I don't write it down, but I know um the days I'll be ovulating, the day I'm expected mm -hmm. to bleed. Like I and it does it does come like clockwork yeah. in that regard. So then I know everything's okay. It's just different than what it was before. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you have to. Your body has to sort of settle back into its new way, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about and you with your, you said you've um, had a little one. Are you, do you say you're not um, menstruating at the minute? So I'm currently pregnant. So I went off of hormonal birth control back in December to get pregnant. But mm -hmm. I was using, um, I don't know if you've heard of it in the UK. It's a, an app called Natural Cycles. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. use like the basal cell thermometer. Oh yeah. Take my temperature every morning mm -hmm. and then track it that way. And my cycle was actually like pretty spot on for like the five months that I was bleeding. Um, yeah. But like I don't know how much of that was still normal and consistent because yeah, yeah. I was still ridding my body of those synthetic mm -hmm. hormones. So I'm interested what it's going to be like when it comes back again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's exciting, I suppose, because it's like a whole new reconnection with your body, isn't it? Yeah. I can imagine it will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I feel um, like I finally have the opportunity to reconnect with myself and get mm -hmm. to know who I am, like hormonally, emotionally, yeah. based on that. because I was on birth control for 12 years, I think. Mm hmm Mm -hmm. so yeah my body was just used to that exciting yeah it really is <laughs> so what what does a healthy menstrual cycle look like because we think ours is pretty healthy I, but I mean yeah yeah we gotta touch upon that I mean like I would I would say like mine's like a 28 day cycle but yeah yeah so between 21 and 35 days long that's considered healthy um and then um bleeding for around three to seven days if you're bleeding for like over seven days consistently then that's probably worth checking out um there's also i can't remember the mills but there's certain um mill of blood that equates to being really heavy but i, I don't want to say what it is because i can't remember off the top of my mind mm -hmm. but yeah like you know what's normal for your body and if that changes then that's worth getting checked out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good thing. So what is the greatest roadblock that you are consistently seeing in your clients? And yeah. um how can our listeners address like these issues in their own lives? Um so the greatest roadblock I think is people not wanting to sort of rest um and not wanting to sort of slow down. Um, even just taking a few minutes a day to just chill and just like get your nerves back down because we're all like 
going around stimulated, overstimulated. We've got our heads in our phones. Um, so I think that's the main roadblock is people just go, 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 you know, in a linear sort of masculine fashion, which obviously we need the masculine, but I think it can take over a bit. Um, and then what was the other question? Sorry. How can listeners address this in their own lives? Okay, so um, Red School founders, um, they suggest the 1% rule, which I think is amazing. So everyone's different and everyone has like different lives and, you know, different things that they're able to do. So if you can just sprinkle in like 1% of rest here and there, it can be so life changing. It really can. Mm -hmm. So um, you might not be able to take your whole bleed off or not even a whole afternoon off. But if you can just take like 1% of rest just to reconnect and sort of recalibrate, then that can be really life-changing. Um, and we can all afford 1%, even if, like if I'm working and I can't like do what I usually do on my bleed, which is nothing, <laughs> um, <laughs> then I go slower. Like at work, I would just take it back a bit and I'll just move slower. Um, so it's just about sprinkling in slowness where you can. That's what I think. It's yeah. such a simple concept, but as women, like we're taught to feel guilty about taking oh god, yeah, taking mm -hmm. the time for ourselves, yeah. Um, but of course, like in the long term or throughout your cycle, mm -hmm. it's more beneficial for you to take that time for yourself. Definitely, it's like rest is productive. Really, if you take in the times where our body is tired, it's tired because it needs to just slow down a bit or do less. If we take that time, then that will go to the next, the rest of the cycle, and it will like sort of spread out. Um, I for the past two cycles have luckily my period has come when I haven't been working and I've done nothing and I honestly felt like a new woman when I come out the other side and I was so like focused and so like motivated and inspired and I'm like I need to do this like every single I do like if I can if I've got it off I will do nothing um I don't know who I think I am I'm like a queen I'm just in the bed like reading my books <laughs> and just like eating dark chocolate oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously that's not accessible for everyone um that's just the way that I do it but you know even just a little bit of that you know just locking the door in the bathroom even if you have to sit on the toilet for five minutes and just slowly drink a drink just that slowness can really do wonders I think mm -hmm. that needs to be more widely accepted it does. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so that sounds like giving yourself a lot of self-love practices so how does self-love factor into what you do with your clients so um, I feel like working with cycle is like the ultimate act of self-love because it's checking in with how you really are and sort of honouring yourself. So if you're feeling like tired, rest. If you're feeling angry, like scream and punch a pillow, whatever feels good. If you want to stay in, like if your friends are trying to get you to go out partying, but you want to stay in, you know, yeah, it'd be nice to do what your friends are asking, but what about yourself? You know, you, you deserve the same like love and compassion. Um, and I feel like that's one of the big things with the work I do is just trying to um, help people set boundaries and honour your needs because that's I feel, is ultimate self-love. Not just pushing and doing things because other people want you to, because I feel like that can just lead to resentment as well. Mm -hmm. Um 
Yeah. And FOMO, fear of missing out, it gets easier. You know, <laughs> you, you say, no, I'm not going out. And it honestly, when you're, when you're like waking up the next day and you, you realize that you've set, you've set such a good boundary and you put yourself first, it just feels so good. It's, it's really good. It's amazing. It's like yeah. addictive, really. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I like have no more FOMO left in me because I love just sitting at home by myself. Oh, Friday yes. night. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. And you just feel like you need that. Like you've been mm-hmm. saying this, this whole time, like this whole conversation, you need that slow down. You need to take that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love being alone and doing my own thing. Yeah. So it's like reading a book and being in my pajamas and being all cozy. I love it. <laughs> you need that recharge. You need it yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so what is the most rewarding part of your job? Um, I think it's seeing people setting the boundaries and when somebody like message, messages me and says, I've done, I was meant to be going out, but I didn't feel up to it and I cancelled or um, something similar to that. I'm just like, yes, because <laughs> it's just so empowering. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, just just seeing people setting the boundaries and like actually listening to the body rather than, you know, just doing what they feel is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seeing people like step into their, like, their own like authentic self mm-hmm. and like their needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. That with you. Mm-hmm. So, if you could leave one piece of advice for our listeners in regards to our menstrual cycle, uh, what would that be? What would be the one piece of advice? Um, so I'd say like we have a limited amount of natural energy and there's going to come a time where self-medicating with like coffee and sugar um, and living out of energetic alignment, it just, it will catch up with you. Like I'm 36 now. I was not running on natural energy for so many years and, you know, it, it caught up with me. You know, I do have like random issues now, which I feel is due to how I used to live. Um, So, yeah, just try and slow down and do less. And I know that's easier said than done because we have lives to live and there's a lot to do. But I feel like if you feel like you can't slow down and you can't just do nothing a little bit, then you probably need to do that even more because obviously got a lot going on if you really feel like you can't just slow down a little bit. So yeah. So just give yourself that one percent as much as possible. And before you know it, that one percent will keep increasing. <laughs> it reminds me of a quote that I consistently hear and is if you don't have five minutes to meditate, mm-hmm. take twenty minutes yes, to meditate. <laughs> definitely. It's so true. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carving out that time for yourself. And just one percent, like we all have one percent somewhere in our day oh yeah awesome. and we wouldn't even notice it really if we just slow down a little like I'm a fast walker but <laughs> sometimes I'm like what am I doing like where am I even going here <laughs> I really don't need to be walking this fast so I'm just like right slow down a little bit <laughs> yeah like literally stopping and smelling the flowers <laughs> yeah. when you're out and about and yeah so <laughs> beneficial that's really great. So if our listeners want to connect with you, where are they able mm-hmm. to do that? Um, so I'm on Instagram as Divine Butterfly Coaching. Um, and I've got, if anybody does come over there, if there's a link in my bio and there's a few freebies on there. Um, I've also got a few free events coming up on Zoom. So it'd be great if anybody wanted to come and join them. Um, but yeah, that's where I am mostly, um, Divine Butterfly Coaching. Oh, that's so great. Well, I... 
highly advise our listeners, especially our female listeners, to connect with you because I think there's so many advantages, so many benefits to mm-hmm. um connecting with your own with your own cycle and like learning more about it because I think so many women in our society are left in the dark about it or confused oh, yeah. not really well educated so I think you've well you've educated us very well today I know I've learned a lot a lot I'm glad. <laughs> thank you so much for having me it's been fun for my first time I've loved it <laughs> oh good well I'm glad we got to connect with you thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials, on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing, or on TikTok at sisterhood of healing. We love to hear from you, so please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.